G'day and welcome to the Hunting Connection Podcast. My name is Zach Williams and I am your host. Here we'll connect you with hunters, fishers and outdoor enthusiasts from around the globe. This podcast will share hunting and fishing stories including past experiences and tackle the tough hunting stereotypes our community faces. We hope to be a positive influence to those outside the community while also having a laugh along the way. Hope you enjoy the podcast. G'day and welcome to another episode of Hunting Connection Podcast. On tonight's episode, we've got another in-house episode. We've got Mitch from Live A Little. How you doing? How you going, mate? Not too bad at all. It's good. Good to have you on, mate. Yeah, it's been a while. I've been yeah. meaning to catch up for a pretty long time. And why not do it like this? No, you know, the, yeah, it's good. The only other better way to catch up is on a hunt, but... Yeah. <laughs> I'll soon to come, hopefully. Yes, yes, we need to... We've been talking about it for a long time now. We need to get out there and do it. Yeah, bloody oath. You've uh, had, a, had a few cool, yeah, I'll, I'll be keen on that too. I'll be a chicken shit and won't be able to dive very well, but... Oh, we'd be in my corner. <laughs> <laughs> Keep me in the uh, kiddies pool and I'll be fine. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, where are you from, man? Uh, Adelaide Hills, grew up in Allgate, yep. uh, currently live in Bridgewater. Yeah, beautiful. With my partner, so... It's a yeah, it's ni- nice area. Lots oh, of awesome. lots of deer cruising through those parts. Yeah, yeah. We've got a little reserve out the back of our place. Seen one deer there once on the walk with my partner, and it was huge, <laughs> massive. And I'm like, why can't we hunt just, this stuff? Just keeping out, looking for casties. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Start grudge searching out there. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do for work, man? Uh, plumber by trade. Yep. Uh, I did that for seven years, and uh, now I work for the uh, gas network. Yeah, so, beautiful. Yeah, work on regulators, pressures in and out. Yeah. Sort of. The, commercial side well not really commercial side like sort of delivering it to customers so that's good keeps you on your toes keeps you nice and busy yeah yeah travel heaps um it's technical work so put on a few kilos because it's not super physical (laughs) but um yeah it's good work a lot of time behind the steering wheel driving here and there yeah absolutely and the guys i work with with are really cool too so it makes it a little bit better nah perfect Lots of time to listen to podcasts then. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's one thing I like about my job is just sitting sitting behind the wheel all day cranking podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes if I know there's a big trip coming up, I'll just like won't listen to podcasts for a week <laughs> and then I'll just like binge watch them all the way to like I don't know, Mount Gambier or something like that. So That's the best way to do it. Um, you know, I I love a longer podcast because of because of that. Like Rogan's yeah. five hour podcasts are mm. great because yeah. it's like a day listening to one podcast. Oh man, he gets down some <laughs> rabbit holes too. Oh, it's great. It's great. So how did you get into hunting and fishing? Um it's a difficult one. So it started off with um fishing. I wasn't yeah. really into it at all. Um mum and dad weren't into guns. Um, but one of my mates, shout out to Ryan, um, he took me out fishing and then every question from then on was, can we eat it? Can we eat it? Can we eat it? Can we eat it? <laughs> so was that salt water or fresh salt, salt water? Yeah. 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 He's, he's an absolute guru. He actually owns a charter now. Um, oh, beautiful. It, yeah. If not, if he can't get you on fish, no one can. Uh, anyway, so I took that for granted. He took us on heaps of fish and then, um, I don't know. I kind of just watched a few videos and I was like, I want to get into spear fishing. So once I did that, I didn't really pick up any other fishing rods. I just bought a bunch of gear and dove into that and got into that pretty hard. <laughs> um, and then... When so I, how long ago was this? Sorry. So I got into it. I'm relatively new. So I got into it in, uh, I think, about 2019, spear fishing. Um, and, yeah, bought all the gear, got got stuck into that, um, met a few, you know, bl- 
Murphy blokes, um, Liam, who you had on, yep. Todd, they've helped me heaps, like not even heaps, like they've just, everything I know is from those guys. That's awesome. Pushed my limits and all that. And then um, I moved out of home and got my gun license. <laughs> and then it kind of snowballed from there. Um, I got a block of land up up the hill. Uh, my mate, mate, James, shout out to James. Um, I've been shooting on there for ages, but never really took any of the meat. Um, just, you know, kids going around sort of shooting as yeah. we were growing up. And then um, I was like, no, nah, I really want to get into this. Now I've got my own sort of house and, um, you know, I got a meat, I can have a meat stock. Um, I was like, no, nah, I really want to get into this. So um, spearfishing sort of progressed and my hunting sort of progressed. And I've only been hunting for a few years now, but once again, jumped into that hard. Um, <laughs> so, now, so now I've got, you know, good supply of fish, good supply of, you know, red meat and, yeah, not looking back. So the journey of spearfishing, had had that, that kick off? You went fishing with Rod and Reel. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Then- so Rod and Reel, um, and we caught huge, like some massive fish. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. But I never really had a drive to do that on my own. It was always just like, oh, you know, I don't want to put in, um, I can't put in that much effort because I didn't have a boat. And, yeah. you know, it, it, I kind of liked doing it with mates. And then I got into spearfishing, um, and went down to one of the meetings at Golf Skin that I've had, and I was like, this is pretty cool. And, um, yeah, went out um, spearing with Liam, and he thought I was experienced, didn't know I'd <laughs> never been out, and we ended up swimming like three and a half Ks around some headland, and I was just like literally almost crying. I'm like, I'm going to die. So then I'm like, I've never dove before. And he's like, what? What do you mean? So, we're like, yeah, we're pretty far in this like intense dive. And he's like, all right, let's go back. So we went back and had a bit of a laugh, but... um. Yeah, from then on, I was just like, nah, I want to do this pretty hard. So I got into it and started doing it on my own. Started learning skills, got better as a diver. Um, and yeah, shot some pretty good fish now. That's awesome. Yeah. So what, what's what's been some of your highlights from spearing so far? Um, well, first of all, the community is really good. So in, in that aspect, the, the community is awesome. Everyone gets around you. Everyone's happy to share tips and tricks. You know, if you're a keen diver, people will take you out. It's really good. Um some of the KI trips have been pretty good. Um, shot some good fish, nanny guy, um, one of my favourite fish to shoot. Um, uh, yeah, swallowtail, harlequin, um, a few fish I want to tick off, like queenies I've yeah. seen but haven't been able to shoot. Um, you ticked off tuna, was it yeah, yeah. this year or this last year? year? Yeah, year. January, Toddy took me yeah. out, what a legend. Um, yeah, so we weren't actually going to go out. I wasn't actually meant to dive. <laughs> So <laughs> there was a um, state titles was on um, and I was just going to sort of help out because I've done do a few comps. I've been uh, two minds. Like every time I've done something as a comp, I've kind of lost the love for it. So okay. I, I don't really compete that much now. But um, yeah, the comp was on. Um, Todd's just like, yep, um, we'll take the boat out. You can be boaty. We'll drop me off on a few reefs and I'll scout it out for the comp and yep. then he can sort of know what's around, know where to target it. And we're driving in, and he goes, oh, man, there's tuna out there. Like, there's proper, like, 15 schools of tuna. I'm like, no, nah, you shitting me. He goes, nah, dead set. There's tuna. It was glass off. You could see, like, heaps of tuna. So he goes, we pull up, and he goes, get your wetsuit on. Like, we're not, <laughs> we're not scouting. We're going for tuna. So I'm like, yep, bang, slap the wetsuit on, jumped on the boat, punched out. He's just like, yep, we'll get about halfway. Jump in, get all the bubbles out your suit, because that'll spook him. Then we'll punch it jump in and it was just like yep no worries like let's do it so he punches out 
and he, he does his little tactic. is way over my head. Like, I tried and I spooked about 20 schools. He was spewing, but he drops me off. I jump in. He's pointing to the school. I'm swimming towards him. And then it's just like, bang, like walls of, like literally from the surface to the floor in 15 metres of water, like hundreds and hundreds That's and hundreds insane. of tuna. So I swam towards one, shot and missed. <laughs> like this spear didn't even reach it. It just went down. I'm like, oh, shit. Jumped back on the boat, second school, put me in, bang, hit a fish. And, yeah, I was just screaming like, get in, we got a fish, you know. I've got a tuna, the float's getting towed around. Then he jumps in with my gun that I made without my load assist. So he spent about two minutes trying to load my gun. And I'm yelling at him like, give me the gun, I need a second shot, you know. Because this thing's just like pulling line, so yeah. So was that the biggest fish you've taken? On oh, s- by far, it was 16 kilo. Yeah. So, yeah, like for me, that was a massive fish. Um, That's cool. So, yeah, that was awesome. And then he followed it up by shooting an 18 kilo fish tuna. <laughs> just to show it off. Yep. And then um, he's just like, well, that'll happen pretty quick. Let's go get some craze. Punched down and jumped in, pulled a couple of craze. What's it like diving for craze? That's That seems oh. pretty cool. So... Anyone that's in the golf skin, I was going to be laughing because I had a curse for three years where I didn't pull a single cray for three. I pulled about 100 undersized crays. Um, so, you know, my experience is pretty bad. <laughs> so if someone takes you out, what's it like for an inexperienced person to get onto crays and pull them? Is it, pretty, is it a difficult Listen, thing or is it something easy? So when I sort of it, – it's, it's hard. Like it's one of those things that you kind of need to unlock – it's like I didn't get any, I didn't get any, I didn't get any. And then when I got my first one, I bagged out in 20 minutes. Like it just yeah, all happened. You just got to learn. Yeah, and then I was like pulling them and upsizing and it was just something you need to learn. But if you're going out with someone experienced and you're a beginner, you know, something I think I'm pretty good at by now because I'm pretty new to everything. And I'd, be keen, have, I'd be keen to come out do do have, that with pros you. Pros have been helping me out. So um, it's just listen, man. Yeah. Just listen. Like so many people like they'll like they'll take me out or whatever and um they'll be like you know at the start of spearfishing it's just like keep your fins low don't make noise on top of the surface like and i was like yep sweet i just i just didn't do it do they tuck themselves in pretty tight are they hard to pull out or the craze yeah yeah so the craze um yeah the craze can be hard to get yeah so um Depends where you where you dive. Like some some locations, you have ledges that are flat, ledges that are horizontal. Sometimes you see crays that are upside down. <laughs> so um, down southeast, for example, you get um, you can have sort of cr- um, ledges that have a back to them. They're the easiest. Um, if they don't have a back to them, then you know you might need to burly them up or you know pull them out with a snare. But yeah. it, every cray is different, man. You can spend three hours on one cray, or you could dive down and pull it out in two seconds. So, yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that sounds that sounds pretty fun. Yeah, just listening to just listening to the people that know what they're doing is the biggest hit. Yeah, and it sounds pretty self-explanatory, but <laughs> it's like everything in yeah. this in this lifestyle. Mm. Listen to the people that are got tons more experience than you. That's and it. That's yeah. that's the only way you'll get get the knowledge passed through. Yeah, exactly. So jumping from spearfishing to hunting, what was the step there? What made you want to go out and get your gun license? Um, I've always wanted to get my gun license. Yeah. Um, but once again, um. Parents weren't super keen on me having guns in, in their house, which is, you know, that's their rules. That's yeah. fair enough. Um, so, yeah, literally, like, the minute <laughs> I moved out, I got my gun license because uh, it's something I've always wanted. So when I grew up in, in, in high school with my mates, um, a lot of them, I went to Urbray, so yeah. I went to a few 
uh, school with a few people that had a bit of land. And they, a lot of their parents sort of had guns and like air rifles and stuff and they'd take us out shooting cans or, you know, rabbits or whatever. Um, so I don't know, something I was always just like, no, you know, I want to get my gun license. I don't really know why. I don't know why I had a, a drive to sort of go hunting, but I kind of just did. So, yeah, got my gun license and, yeah, went, jumped into deer hunting. And what was your first rifle? Uh, <laughs> 270. Yep. Beautiful. Power 1500, 270. Shout out to Cody. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's a good round, man. Like, <laughs> it's still a, got it. Yeah, yeah, still got it. I was, um, yeah, got a, got a flogging up, up north when went out recently, but, um, yeah, still good. I found it hard to find, um, some ammo it liked. Okay. I've got yeah. a mate, Ben, he's got a exact same gun and it shoots real cheap ammo. Awesome. Yeah. Whereas I went through like 10 different types of ammo. See, um, I run a PPU in my 270 yeah. and it, oh, and it shoots so good. I'm envious. I love it. <laughs> I, I'm using Cellular and Bell at 130 yep. grams at the moment. But their, is good. their BC is just not not the best. Yeah. So they they drop pretty hard. But yeah, they mushroom really good and um, yeah, they've dropped everything I've shot so far. So Beautiful. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. So they, um, you've jumped you've jumped straight to a 270. What mm-hmm. did you what else do you own. Yep. So originally I wanted a three oh eight. Um but the guy in the store's just like, Hey, I've got a two seventy if you want to buy it now. I'm like, Yep. <laughs> so I got that and then I got a shotgun. Yep. Just because everyone has a shotgun. Under and over um straight, straight pool. pool. Yeah. Which I'm thinking of selling actually because I've just bought, paid for another gun. <laughs> um so yeah I've got a two seventy shotgun. Um got my twenty two. Yeah. Bruno model model Beautiful. two. Model two. Yeah nineteen seventy something. Shoots so good. Just the best. Did you buy that or? Yeah, yep. yeah, bought that. I wish I, I wish I got it given to me, but yeah, <laughs> I bought it. And now I've just got a, um, uh, a Browning trombone pump action yeah, twenty two. Cool. Yeah, so they're, they're good little fun oh, guns. So I'll put a red dot on it. So good. <laughs> I haven't shot anything with it apart that's, from some cams, but that's so good. Yeah. Um, so getting into hunting, what was your like your bread and butter species? What were you chasing? Was it Fallow. just Fallow? Fallow. Yeah, yeah. Up around the Before hills. Before rabbits and hares. Yeah. 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 Before I shot, uh, well, I mean, there's two, sort of two stages. There was when I was sort of younger and I, you know, shot some stuff as sort of, you know, you know, sort of under 18. Yeah. And then there was kind of like, as of a couple few years ago, where I was just like, I want to be a hunter and I want to get meat. So kind of from that period on, it was, it was multiple deer before I even shot one rabbit or anything. That's, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And what what type of hunting was that? Was that spot and stalk? Was that spotlighting? Because <sighs> a bit of both. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think. I think I'd shot heaps of deer previous to that spotlighting and on the back of a ute, but sort of at that transition where I'm like, no, nah, I want to be like a hunter and I want to get meat. Um, I think I got it during the day, spot and stalk. Yeah, beautiful. Was so, it doe spiker? Doe, yeah. yeah. So I tried. I tried so long trying to get a buck or something and I kept shooting spikers and does. And how long ago <laughs> did you take your first first year's swan stalk? Um, 2020, 2020? Okay. Yep. So, so, or maybe, yeah, 2020. Relatively recent. Yeah, very recent. And you've just yeah. dove into it. That's the first year I got when I was like, take the whole lot. Like, I want to be a hunter, bang, shot that. That's awesome. A whole lot. So yeah. And how'd you go with the butchering in that way? Did you watch pod uh, watch YouTube videos on Heaps. how to do that? Yeah. <laughs> Heaps. It was originally it was like the first year I shot, it was like um back straps, front legs, just so I can get my head around it. 
And then it was, after that, it was like everything. <laughs> like rib meat, everything. Yeah, beautiful. And then I started, once I sort of um, got somewhat proficient at skinning and, and gutting and all that, um, then I got into a bit of the organ meat, which I love. What yeah. What's your favorite bit of offal? Tongue. Tongue? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So good, man. I boiled it up, made tongue nuggets. Yep. It was so good. Yeah, we, we um last time I ate tongue was in New Zealand. We had had some red deer tongue cooked yep. up and a bit of bit of flour on it, salt and pepper, and just shallow fried in. Oil. So, it was good. so good, yeah. such an underrated cut of meat. The heart's good, but I find the flavour of the heart can vary heaps. Yeah, I yep. never find it unpleasant, but it can be stronger. Or yeah, if you leave the blood in it for too long, mm. if you don't core it, um, yep. it, it yep. can be um, pretty pretty decent. Yeah, but it's a it's it's good liver can be. Yeah. Hit, hit and miss, a bit grainy sometimes. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a weird, weird texture, yeah. but it's 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 nice. Yeah, here and there. I would, um, I've never made a pate with it, but I'm I'm pretty keen to try. Yeah, I've I've made one and it it turned out all right. Yeah. But um, yeah, it takes a bit of prep work to do it. Yeah, but yeah, other than that, it's it's not too bad. Yeah, no, um, sweet. Yeah, it's 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 different. It's yeah. unique. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but yeah, it took me a while to understand that like I don't need to skin out and gut every deer. It was like I can to just, you know, cut the quarters off and yeah. do it on the ground. I don't have to hang it up sort of thing. So, See, I still like, because <laughs> my, my first job out of, out of school was an abattoir working oh, on yeah. the kill floor. So yeah, okay. ev- everything that I worked with was hanging up. Yeah, yeah. And even like my earliest memories of goat hunting with my pop, like would hang the goats up and mm. skin and gut it, hanging up most of the time. It yeah. just makes it so much easier. Yeah, I felt like. I had two left shoes on when I did first one on the ground. I'm like, that bone's not meant to be there. <laughs> you know, like, taking the legs off and trying to navigate the H bone when yeah. it was lying down. It's just like, my, I couldn't put my head around it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult one to, if you're used to one way, it's mm. difficult the other way. But no, definitely. I just like how, how you use gravity to your advantage when yeah. you've got something hanging up. Like yeah, I've always sure. got a hook and hook and gambrel and mm. rope in my in my pack so yeah, I can, so clean too yeah yeah you know there's there's a couple of times you know there's three of us out out in the field one person's tying <laughs> tying <laughs> the rope off and then two people are holding the deer up as high as they can yeah i just threw my winch over i got a winch in my car throw that over a branch and winch it up yeah if if That's i can good. get the car there i, so I use the ball bar just chuck it on yeah. tie it to the ball bar and just reverse but yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're if you're out out there, it can be a pain in the ass. To, yeah, yeah. Fallow's not too bad, you know, two of you, but anything red size is just yeah, good luck. It's way too way too hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, running through your gear a bit, your your main hunting rifle is mm-hmm. the two seventy. Um, yep, I've recently got a three. So I've got a Bagara three hundred okay. as well. Yep, and I've been really trying to persist with it, but man, I've got a flinch. <laughs> like I just. <laughs> I'm really struggling. Like, I've got good groups, like, you know, inch and a half, inch inch groups. But my 270 is, like, half inch. Yeah. So, I'm always just like, ah, oh, I'll take 270. Um, and I've taken the 300 out for deer hunting a little bit. And the two deer I've shot with it are yearlings. <laughs> <laughs> Poor little fellas. Yeah, that was, like, my dilemma going to Snake Island was, yeah. do I take the 300 or take the 270 in? Yeah, took the 270. Yep. I'm just like, you know, I don't want to cape, cape and quarter the deer with one shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. i got a Tika Wideland um, coming on the way, 308. So I'm hoping that that's kind of going to be my 270 replacement maybe. You I don't, don't want to replace your 270. I don't, don't want to replace it, but I know, it's getting old. No, a few listeners here are kicking themselves. And, you know, yeah. Cody's already making memes about it, it's 270 not even, users. It's the 
it's the fact it's blued and it's used hard. It I can't. I don't want to take it out in the in the rain. Yeah. So the three hundred eight is full cerakoted, stain, like stainless steel cerakoted, like everything on it's just weatherproof. <laughs> yeah, I've I've got the stainless um, Rem seven hundred two seventy, and you know, having a chat to people about cerakoting and listening to a podcast yeah. on cerakoting the other day, I'm just like, hmm, maybe that's an option for the yeah. future. I'll get it. Yeah, for sure. Get it cerakoted. See, see what that's like. You know, because yeah. I got the Tika um, Strata in there yeah. in the three hundred, and that's just so good i love yeah. i love the finish on that compared yeah, yeah. to the stainless finish yeah my mates one of the guys i went on hunted the rut with this year's got a strata and he tried for six or seven years with his seven mil rem mag never got a deer first trip he went out with his um strata he <laughs> shot deer every trip since he's seen or shot deer we think there's loosen or something stuffed in the barrel because this thing is a good luck charm <laughs> That's awesome. That's what sold me on Tika. Yeah, no, they're they're good guns, you know. Um, lots of people have them in the in the three hundreds. Um, my good mate Luke, he he just got rid of his rough tech in the three hundred, but Elias mm. has got the the stainless wooden stock in yep. three hundred. Haynes, he's got his um, Alpine in the three hundred. Yep. Um, but yeah, just awesome guns, and yep. they look so good. They do look so good. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so yeah, running that. What about backpacks? What are you running that? Um, I've got, what have I got? Hunter's Element? No, Bushbuck. Yeah. I've got a Bushbuck uh, 80 litre. Yeah, beautiful. And I've got a Hunter's Element, I think it's like a 40, maybe 40 litre. It's kind of like my day pack. Like, really good. I rate it. It's got like a little sort of aluminium frame in it. Yeah, cool. It works really good. So you're running that for like an all day pack or you're yep. taking I, the 80 litre out? I haven't taken the 80 litre out yet. Yeah. That's my, um, I think I might even do like, 30th where i go like samba hunting and that's gonna be the pack i take with all my bedding and stuff in it yeah beautiful but yeah, yeah just just a little one for now does the trick that's awesome um what about knives and that what are you running that way um i've got about a thousand knives um so i've got i've got some like buffalo river ones which i got them at the start just to just to sort of have them. Yeah. Um, but I've actually gone, I actually listened to, I think it was one of your podcasts about the F-Dick knives. Yep. Um, yep. So I've got a couple of F-Dicks. I've got like the ball, the ball the tip ball one. Point, yeah. So uh, good, man. Yeah. I love it. actually gave it away to a guy because <laughs> he was, he was like in the middle of nowhere and he was sort of showing me how to skin up, skin up a camel. And I'm like, dude, take this man. Yeah, I can so buy one anytime. So I gave it to him and he was frothing. Um, and then I've got like Victorinox. But I found I, I use my I got a Havilon replaceable blade, yeah, and I was kind of like told to buy it, um, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll use it. And dude, it's so good. Like the whole rut, man. We we're, were skinning and like quartering up deer with that entirely. Yeah, the, the the replaceable blade knives are so good. Very um, very good. My Gerber is sitting on yep. the top of a hill in New Zealand oh. as we speak. <laughs> I kind of got down off the the hill after shooting my tar. My tar. I'm like, where's my knife? I'm like checking my bino harness. I'm like, god Mate, damn it! If I was a knife and I was going to get lost, that's a place I'd want to get lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've to- told Jürgen to when he gets back back from the states to hike up there and go find it for me. Yeah, shit. that's heaps cool. <laughs> it's probably under a foot of snow right now or yeah. more. <laughs> oh no, I love those replaceable blades. They're really really good. Yeah, I've I've gone to a few shops here in Adelaide looking for them. I just can't find. Yeah. So I'm going to have to settle to buy online to replace that bugger. Yeah, I <laughs> got that, mine from Fishers. 
yep. Avalon. Yeah. 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 I, I like the Gerber. I like the um, handle just oh, a little yeah, yeah, bit, yeah. bit better than the, the Havalons, but yeah, that's yeah. just me personally. What about camo? What are you running camo-wise? Um, Hunter's Element. Yeah. For no no particular reason, just I think their marketing was good at the time, so <laughs> I went out and bought their stuff. And you know what it's like, you know, I bought a few of the cheap things, and then I wanted to upgrade it, and I'm like, oh, well, I can't change camo. Yeah, you don't you don't want to mismatch camo. <laughs> no, nah, you that's can't. A sin. So yeah, I've, um, yeah, I've gone hunted on everything. So it's re- it's really comfy and it fits really good. So I can't complain. What about um in your day pack? What are you taking out for you for a day day's hunt? Um, like you, I'm an overpacker. <laughs> But generally, um, I'll just take uh, water, game bags, um, obviously my Havalon, um, spare camo. Um, I have my binder harness on, it's not really in my bag though. Um, and then I might take like some more knives and stuff. Um, first aid kit, stuff like that. Just, just your general stuff. Yeah. And I'm, I'll take that even if I'm 300 metres away from the car. What are you running for game bags? Um, Hunter's Element. Hunter's Element game bags. <laughs> it was, yeah. I, I tried to find those um, sort of white flexible ones. Yep. Um, I, you know, I tried. I didn't do a very good job of trying, but I ended up just selling, settling for the Hunter's Element ones. And they're actually really good. We fit uh, an entire red deer in a couple of game bags and they got um, yeah, like reflective tape on it so you can see it at night. Yeah, so, cool. Yeah, yeah I've just... Beating the tight ass and yeah. go get cheap pillowcases from yeah. the from the shops, and that's what well, I run. They work, they work. Black yeah. ones because they, you know, you can't see any stains or mm. anything on them. So. Well, I ripped a hole in one. And I'm crying, so <laughs> maybe pillowcases are the better option. I seen um, Hainsy post up some uh, spiker ones the other day. They look, they yeah. look pretty, pretty mean. Actually, I, I seen look into them. I seen them when I went out with him a few weeks ago. They, they actually look really good. I think if I'm gonna get some new ones, I might get them. Now he's, I'm not sure if his huge. competition's finished, but he's currently got a got a giveaway um, happening on his Instagram. So this will be out this Tuesday. Yeah. So if you haven't, go find Hainsy's Instagram and enter his comp. Check it out. Yeah. Um, he's got a shit ton of goodies. Yeah, in, that's a in good that giveaway. giveaway. So. That's a very good giveaway. <laughs> Get on that. I'm pretty sure you tagged me in it. I'm, I, I feel like it's it's. Being so close to Hainsey, I'm just like, yeah, no, nah, I, I won't enter this one. I'll, I'll, like, nah, I'll let everyone else. I don't want to get in on this. I was tagging everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so what about boots? What are you running boots-wise? Um, my steel caps were good for a long time. Yuck. I know, but I wore, them, I wore them every day, so I didn't ever get blisters. But I just got a set of um, scarpers and, oh, dude. Good. Oh, I come back from the exact same... Hike, like I'll, I'll do a hike with my steel caps. I do the same one a week later, and it feels like I've done a quarter of the distance. Like well, you're lugging steel caps around. Yeah, that, so. literally. <laughs> yeah, but the yeah the scarf is good. They got you know good support, comfy as. Yeah, beautiful. Um, are you a bottle water bottle person or a bladder? What are you running there? I've got a. I run a bladder, but if I didn't have the bladder, I'd go water bottle. Yeah. I'm not sort of. I'm not sort of sold on either way. It's kind of just what I had. Had lying around, so I'm in a three-liter bladder. Yeah, cool. Um, Bino harness. What brand are you running there? Spiker. Spiker. Yeah, Spiker Bino harness because I had a Vortex one. Um, came with my binoculars, <laughs> um, and my mate Dylan had one, and it's got a rain cover on it. And I'm like, yep, I need that. So then a week <laughs> later, I got one of them. And yeah, it's really, really comfy, really good. Those Vortex ones are good as a starting point. Oh, but excellent. Yeah, yeah. you, you want to upgrade pretty. 
pretty quick. For sure. Um, that that's one thing I really overlooked at the start. Good buying a harness. Yeah, the yeah. they weren't they weren't a thing when when I first started out. So they've only really started in you know probably the last five years to get real real popular. But yeah. I'm you know even if I'm not taking a pack out or if I'm dropping my pack, you know, you've got the bino harness. I've got a, yeah. always got knives in it. I've always got my binos, you know. Yeah, that's what I've been doing recently. If I'm just going up to my mate's place to, you know, hunt some fallow or whatever, you know, might be walking a K. Yeah. I'll just set my bino harness with my Havilon and that's it. What what I really want, like, so I've got the Badlands bino harness. Um, it's got a pouch in the back of it, so mm. it's got a little where the, it clips up in the back. It's got a little pouch that you can put a one liter bladder in it. Yeah, right. But what I've been thinking lately is if you had um, elastic bands underneath on the bottom of it, where you could slide a drink bottle, and you just have mm. the drink bottle sitting on the bottom of the bino harness. Yeah, that'd be sweet. A full traveler dad spec. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it'd just be good to have it, you know, so you've got, yeah, you know, sure. 600 mils of water Dude, with you. you. you need water, man. Yeah. You need water. Like, I've almost had, uh, like, I've, I've got home from work and my trail cam's gone off and big buck and I've sprinted <laughs> over to my mate's place. Before and you've sent messages yeah, to everyone else. Yeah, literally, oh, mate, there's a massive buck. I'm about to get it. No, I haven't got it yet. But, um, <laughs> yeah, and I forgot water, man. And it, it damn near, like, almost finished my hunt. I was down there, like, sweating. I'm like, oh, man, I'm so thirsty. But I don't want to move. <laughs> yeah, it's – um, I've, I've known a couple guys that have had some tough – tough hunts like they've gone out for all day and not taken a single drop nah. of water with them nah. and there's me with you know three liters in the bladder and then you know four liters in each pocket of the yeah. backpack yeah and it's just like here you go and they're they're dying Dude. And, you know the migraines the next day and just absolutely dying and you know yeah. i'm not too bad because i've had water and food and you yeah. know over prepped <laughs> yeah nah yeah water's huge man huge. so being a relatively new hunter what would be your top tip to get into hunting um what's helped you the it's not really something everyone can do but i've found well yourself and and hainsey and a few other people have helped me out massively just from reaching out online and and having a chat and asking for tips and tricks and and how to approach deer how to read sign and all that that's massive and once again listening to the people that you're asking questions to because they know what they're they're talking about um but Hainsy definitely does not so much me but I oh, know you helped out too you helped out too um and you, you hunt similar country to me yeah. so you, you was a bit more relative and stuff like that um and Hainsy's just a legend so he was telling me all sorts of stuff and yeah helped me out massively but um I've met a few people um that are kind of at the same level as me hunting um and just sharing the stoke of of you know each deer you know you don't want to go out with someone that's been shooting for 50 years and you shoot a, you know, little doe and they go, oh, it's just a little doe, you know. Having that excitement of like, yeah, we got a deer yeah. like, is massive for like for keeping into the sport. So if you can find people like-minded that are um, kind of around the same sort of experience as you, it's huge, massive. Um, and Victoria Public Land. <laughs> that blew my mind when I found that out get on that as far as i'm concerned if you live in adelaide and you and you're like oh I never get access never get access go to vic get your gma download more to explore get out to vic because how did you go navigating gma and finding 
land out there. So was it relatively easy for getting, yourself? Getting the license was very easy. Yeah, that's like very easy. Um, if anyone's thinking about it, don't don't be sort of put off by the applying sort of aspect of things. It's very easy. It takes fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. Getting access was the hardest part. So that's when I got onto more to explore. I think I got I can't remember who told me about it, but I downloaded that and then you can sort of scroll at the top and it says hunt. You click yep. that. And pretty much everything that's purple you can hunt. But I have come across a few places where there'll be like a little triangle and it'll say agricultural lease caution. Okay. Make sure you read that. I've only had it on like one or two places I wanted to hunt. Um so yeah, more to explore. Get on that and just just go hunt. Yeah, just get out there. Have it's, you found the places? Because you know, from what I, I've heard, you know, from different people, you know, they go to places and it's just absolutely nothing. Like yep. it's a huntable patch of land, but there's nothing yep. there. It says that there's these species of deer. Yeah, but there's just yeah, that's very generic. So like you could you could click on like a desert in the middle of nowhere yeah. and it'll be like samba yeah and you yeah. be like yeah you can hunt samba there just doesn't mean that they're there um i was lucky enough so um, my mate dylan um he'd hunted victoria a fair bit shout shout out to dylan um so he was kind of just like hey you want to go for a hunt in vic and i kind of went with him and um he sort of showed me uh, a few of his spots which is really good but that kind of just opened up the whole victorian hunting thing for me so i was like oh shit i can just go out you know, getting out of a car from South Australia yeah. and loading a gun and walking into a forest, it feels very foreign. Yeah, it So does. just having someone that had done that before take me out just sort of helped out a lot. I've since been back there um, and sort of found a couple of new spots, um, heaps of traffic. But, I mean, you're not going to find deer if you're sitting at home, are you? You just no. kind of got, got to go out there. And if you don't see any sign, move on. Yeah. No, that's that's great. Great advice for sure. Um yeah, it's just it's surreal having that much land over there. Yep. Um, how far are you traveling over the border? Um, it Not to give you a spot away, no, but no. well, this GPS mark. No, <laughs> um, nah, so it, it varies, you know, because I mean, the border from my house is oh, two and a half, three hours yep. away. So I mean, you're you're right in good good country from from you know if you head down to sort of Mount Gambier, you know, you're in good country. But I've I've traveled in a fair way. I think I traveled in. I don't know, five five to seven hours and, and everywhere in between. Um, and that one, this one rut we went on, I mean, we shot fallow, red and samba. Um, so, yeah, there's there's plenty of deer out there. Beautiful, yeah. I've, I'm looking at doing another um, samba trip next year. Um, go find a, you know, maybe this time next year, maybe yeah. a little, little earlier. Um but yeah, definitely keen to go check out some more land over there. Yeah, um, I've cool. only hunted out East Gipps Landway. That's my only samba up yep. on the wall there. Yeah, okay. Just a just a little little guy. Um, yep. But yeah, they're just such a big body as you would have found out. Yeah, yeah. Being being on the hunt with your friends this yep. year because um, yeah. <laughs> there's a big red that big nice red. public land yeah. red. Yeah, yeah. We had eight days to hunt. I shot my first buck. Well. Shot the only buck I've ever shot, and my first buck of the trip on uh, day one. That's awesome. <laughs> and I was like, "Shit, we got seven more days, it'll be good." Um, and then, yeah, we went out, and um, Dylan's brother shot a, you know, samba, a little samba doe, which was awesome eating. And then the last day, I can get into the trip in yeah, detail go, if you want. Yeah, oh, okay. go on. So yeah, 
like I said, buck on buck on day one, just sitting out in a field, um, glassing those 750 metres of clearing and have my binos up and I'm looking and looking and looking. Sun's gone down. My mate Ben was next to me and um, I'm like just scanning to the right and bang, buck. I'm like, shit, there's a, there's a buck there. Get my rangefinder out, 150 metres away, no worries. It's walking to my left, but um, there's ferns in the way. So I only see its head and neck, and I'm like, oh, when it walks out past the ferns, I'll, I'll squeeze off and I'll shoot it. Walks out, turns straight towards us, and I'm like, oh, I can't take a front-on shot. 150, 100, 90, 80. I'm like, shit, this thing's going to walk in front of us. <laughs> got to about 70 metres and started tapering off, and I squeezed off and shot it, and obviously had no idea where we were, so it ran straight towards us, piled up, about, I think it was like nine metres away, right That's in front awesome. of us, so... That was pretty wild and high-fiving and hugging and all that, you know, all <laughs> the rest of it. You know, pretty much, you know, like, my first buck. And then my mate Ben ended up having to go back and it was just me, uh, Dylan and um, his brother, Tyson. Um, and we went out to a few spots and didn't really see anything on, on the next spot and drove more inland, more inland, saw a good sign. That's when Tyson shot the Samba, so that was pretty cool. Um. And then we went and we we're like, oh, let's just, you know, pull up this hill random in the middle of nowhere, pull up this hill, roll out swags and wake up in the morning and we'll see how we go. Four o'clock in the morning, I hear zips just going crazy and the whole valley's just croaking. That's awesome. Like 10, 12, more, like more, 10 or 12 or more, just croaks, like fallow croaks gone so mental. Good. So we're like, we had to wait till shooting light. So we're all just sitting around having coffees like, oh man, this is going to be like, you know, game plan, like frothing. us sort of head off from a head torch and stalk up. I was about oh, 50 metres away from a croaking buck, like going mental, but I couldn't see. It was so thick. And then I just hear a big gunshot in the distance and I'm like, everyone's texting each other. Who's that? And Tyson's just like, dude, I shot a buck and there's 15 does looking at me. Like it was just <laughs> mental. This whole valley was just lit up. And then 20 minutes after that, bang, Dylan shot a buck and it was crazy. So we'd, That's so good. Yeah, meet up with them. Um, so by that, by that stage, we had four deer, um, and we met, yeah, meet up and just yeah, <laughs> frothing. That's like, this a, is the such best. a good trip. We, that was like the trip was made then, and then um, that night, I shot a I shot a yearling yearling fallow. Had a real nice skin, and you know the freeze was relatively full, so I didn't want to take too much. And that was cool because you know I walked within I was in within twenty meters just filming them on Snapchat, sending it to my mates and they were just like, shoot it, shoot it. And I was just kept sending them photos and stuff. So that was pretty good. And then um yeah, it was time to head back and we're like, oh do we do we stay here or do we um do we push push onto new ground? And we're like, oh well, you know, we'll push onto new ground, you know, we might as well try, try and get a red. So sent it back and it was it was gonna be more of like a sit around the campfire, have a few beers, just have a wicked time, just talk about how good good the rut was and um yeah, I woke up at two in the morning and there was reds just screaming. That's so good. <laughs> so yeah, I was I could not sleep after that. And then the minute I heard any one of them turn over, I'm like, dude, there's reds. I heard reds. I heard reds. I heard reds. Same thing. Like get up, game plan, head out, and like the reds. Like it was just anyone who hasn't heard reds roar, it is the most insane noise. It's like cross between a cow and a lion. Yeah. It so, pierces, pierces oh, the skin. So, yeah, Dylan heads off one direction. Me and Tyson head off. You know, we're going to split up sort of further on. Um, spook a few deer, which we were a little bit annoyed about, but the reds are still still roaring. So, 
he heads off in one direction. I head up this little little trail. And um, I remember one of them saying, like, if the Reds were Warren, just fucking run at it. Just go, just run at it because it, he's not going to be Warren forever. So I just gun in front of me pushing through the thickest bush you could ever imagine. Um, I pushed maybe three Ks. I got to this dry creek. It was the only sort of opening I had. And I was like, I never called a, ro- a red before, but I'll start now. I just started roaring. I must have sounded like an idiot. But anyway, this thing started replying to me. That's I'm, awesome. I'm thinking about podcasts, you know, of elk, like cut them off and then, you know, this and doe calls and I'm just like throwing random <laughs> stuff out there. Anyway, this thing just, I just hear this getting closer and closer and I'm like, fuck, I'm going to have to shoot this thing in self-defense. So it runs in from about 400 metres away, like full bore, full, I could, to the point I could start to hear it breathing and I'm like, shit, like the clearing I have is maybe eight, uh, 10 metres. I'm like, this thing's just going to bust through and kill me. So I'm shaking like a leaf, you know, got around in the chamber, safety's on. It stops about a metre and a half into the thick stuff and I just see antler tips. And my, I can hear my heartbeat, heartbeat. And anyway, this thing lets out. I see its antlers just tilt back and this massive roar. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, do I roar or do I do a doe call? Like, what do I do to get this thing to step out? So I let out a little sort of, you know, a little roar. Like, you know, not not massive roar, but just a little one. And instead of it running straight out into the clearing, it ran to my left and um, it caught wind and ran off. Oh, no. And I see this thing about 300 metres away just flexing up this hill. And I was like, oh, no, my hand was buried. In, head was buried in my hands. And then, um, but yeah, then about 15 minutes after that, I hear a bang. And one of the other boys had got one, so the search was on. And um, yeah, awesome. we, so we shot fallow, samba and reds all in one trip. That's just, that's just so insane. First rut of my life. <laughs> And you've you definitely got a definitely got a great experience there. Oh, if you're not hooked before that, you're definitely hooked after. And after those three species, what was your favourite to eat? Um, I actually don't think I've had any of the red because we shot the red on the day we were meant to get home. Oh no! So that was that was Dylan. So he took most of that. I've had the mints, and you know the mint. You can't really tell the difference between the mints, but we cooked up um, fallow buck tenderloin and samba tenderloin um over the campfire it was very very hard to tell the difference but i think the samba the sort of the samba dough yielding was was pretty bloody good yeah it's got a very mild flavor compared yeah. to and, and it was something different as well so i think i was leaning towards it because it was something i wasn't familiar with so yeah yeah exactly so after a big hunt like that, learn, learning lots of new stuff, covering lots of different ground, what would be your top five items for a beginner? That's a hard one. Um, binos, definitely. What You mentioned you got Vortex before. Yep. What are you running there? I think I've got uh, 10 by 42 or 8 by 42. I can't remember. Diamondbacks? Yeah, or? just the Diamondbacks, yeah. And, dude, they're so good. For the, for the, for the price, like... For a beginner, like they're they're one of those things where you can <coughs> you can get them as a beginner, and you're probably not going to want to upgrade for a, quite a while. Um, and yeah, I haven't had any issues with them. They're really clear, really good. I've got glasses, so um, you know they might not be best to everyone else, but they seem good to me. How do you go hunting with glasses? <laughs> on? Are you wearing contacts when you're going out there, or I'm not. I have issues a lot with fogging. Um, 
I haven't really been doing it long enough to sort of dabble in anything else. I'm a little bit worried about contacts because I don't know, I have like dirty hands and stuff. I don't know, I might, it might be completely sort of, you know, over overreacting, but I haven't really tried. Um, yeah, I kind of just deal with it as I go. Um, How do you go with a face face buff on when you've got it up? Yeah, you know, nah, up to your can't, nose. Can't it's just it. <laughs> um, if I'm if I've walked at all, if I if my heart rate's over eighty, I'm sweating <laughs> and like you know it's fogging up, like it's not happening. So um, yeah, I kind of just deal with it. My eyesight's not super bad. If there was a deer that that popped up and it was really giving me dramas, I'd throw my glasses on the ground and I'd I'd make it work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, it's definitely something I got to consider. Like, whenever I'm walking, if my glasses are fogging up, I sort of put them to the end of my nose, and I'm, I'm thinking, all right, if one pops out here, I'll do this, and I'll, you know, yeah, the contacts would probably be, be the smarter idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's something I haven't really had mm. to think of too much. You yeah. know, you know, I've had sunglasses on, you know, um, especially when I was in New Zealand. Yeah, I was rocking a pair of sunnies because just the glare off of the the snow was. Just yeah. brutal, but yeah. yeah. Other than that, um, yeah, it makes glass and hard. You got to like wind those little eye reliefs all the way in and smush your glasses against your face. <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a weird experience. After for sure. a couple hundred hours, you get used you, to it. You'd be used to it, but <laughs> um, I couldn't imagine it. Yeah. So Bino's one. Um, you, is does your weapon count? Yeah. Yeah, your good weapon. Definitely yep. two seventy. You know, <laughs> best uh, best cartridge ever made. Um, yeah, I don't know. A gun that's fit for the purpose doesn't have to be expensive. Doesn't have to be, you know, super duper cheap. It's just something that you're comfortable with, that you've put time in, that you've sighted it in, you've used multiple rounds of ammo. Because if you can't, you can't just buy, you can't just buy a gun, put ammo in it, and it's going to be good. Generally, you have to sort of play around a little bit. So just a gun that you're very comfortable with. Um, like I said, I've got a Howe fifteen hundred with a Vortex scope. I think all up, it's like fourteen hundred dollars, and that's shot. 99% of my deer and it's out to 200 meters so yeah beautiful you know a gun that you're comfortable with um camo for the mental gain <laughs> so um i don't know i like camo i like having the i like having clothes that they're there to get dirty yeah. so you're not worried about kneeling down worrying about crawling Something that you should put on and if you need to crawl, you crawl. If you need to run, you'll run. If you need to, you know, kneel, you'll kneel. Sort of just, you know, comfortable clothes. I like my camos for it's, that. It's an interesting point you made mm. there. Like, I, I get a lot of shit for wearing camo when I go out spotlighting. Mm. It's like, why are you wearing camo at night? my dirty it's clothes. Like, I, I don't care if these yeah. get covered in blood and mud Absolutely. and everything. That's what they're there for, you yep. know. I know they're warm. They're going to keep me comfortable. Yep, you know. for sure. Yep, definitely. Yep, so what's that? Bono's gun. Camo. Camo. A good hunting buddy. Yeah, you gotta have a good hunting buddy. That's a great answer. If you're gonna if if you're gonna go out on like a multi day hunt, you, you gotta have a good hunting buddy. Yeah, if you're gonna go out for just you know day and you know, night after work, you don't need a you know. But I still like having oh, a hunting still, buddy. It's, if, it, it just makes it so so good. You just you bounce ideas off each other. Which way should we go? How should we hunt it? You know, you get something. You froth and like I say, even if you don't get something, yeah, you're sitting there. And, exactly. You know, you'll, I, you'll be glassing, but yeah. sitting on YouTube yeah. and watch or. Facebook or Insta. Oh, did you mm. see this stupid video? And yeah, exactly. You're trying not to piss yourself on the side of the hill, and, and you kind of just you kind of just building up that want to go hunt more. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I say, we you know, oh yeah, we shot you know fallow salmon red. Like I shot the fallow buck. 
the other boys did as well. But then Tyson shot the Samba and Dylan shot the Red. But it was like we all we got yeah. them. You know what I mean? It's like um, it's like, kind of feels like more of a joint thing. So yeah, hunting buddies. Yeah, huge. No, that's that's probably one of the yeah. my favorite answers for that question yeah. so yeah. far is just yeah the the friends you make like even if you don't oh, lifelong if you know someone fairly well you go out hunting with them mm. the connection that you build while you're out hunting is just it's you can't explain it you don't build it any other way you and it'd be the same it. with spear fishing and that yeah. oh spear fishing. Oh, man, you throw sharks in the mix and you've got mates for life. Dead set. <laughs> Dead set, you've got mates for life. So, um, But yeah, so that's that. What's that for? And then a backpack. Yeah. Definitely just for carrying your stuff. Like I, I, I have a full-blown snake bite kit. Um, had a few close calls with socks and red bellies. Um, so I... Um, Lucky they're big puppies, red yeah, bellies. Yeah, yeah. Almost big about softies. a metre away. I almost stepped on it, shit myself. So yeah, um, snake bite kit and... All that, you know, chuck that in your backpack, your water, you know, your ammo, just just comfortable stuff. Yep. Second pair of socks. Yeah, no, that's great answers. Yep. What about zombie apocalypse weapon? What would you be going there? <sighs> I don't really watch any zombie stuff, but I reckon I get a boat and just drive to an island. Yep. Because like, if they try and swim, you just prop them. Yeah. Just drive over them. <laughs> I'll be kicking back, mate. I'll be kicking back drinking pina coladas and everyone will be worried about like, you know, mainland zombies. And I'll be like, man, I'm an island. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. There's, um, oh, I'm forgetting the name of the zombie movie. I've watched way too many. Um, but they, that's their plan. Get to a sailboat and sail to an island. Bloody but oath. they, you know, they start finding zombies washed up. Like, because they don't, don't yeah. die. They don't die in water, so they can yeah. just float through. Nah, sharks will deal with them. <laughs> SA, mate. Yeah, you yeah. got great lights everywhere. Go get over to Kangaroo Island. <laughs> so there's people over there, though. There'll be zombies there. Head out to some random island, <laughs> like Sir Joseph Banks groups or something. No clue where that is. It's over near Tumby. Yeah, cool. It's archipelago is pretty cool. That's that's awesome. Um, yeah, that's it'd work. It'd work. <laughs> and you've got guns and, and fishing gear and spear gear, so you'll Bloody be set. That's it. What about what have you forgotten on a hunting trip? On that big trip, did you forget anything? Um, nah. I've forgotten like toilet paper and stuff like that. Yeah. But I haven't buy socks. <laughs> no, nah, I've never had to use anything. Yeah. I just held on. Don't know how, but I did. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I've forgotten like bolts. Uh, I've forgotten ammo. I've forgotten stuff like that. But I've always been within 20 minutes of home. So I've just yeah. done a Yui. So now I've been pretty lucky. Very that's, lucky. That's good. What about any sketchy experiences, either out spear fishing or hunting? How many do you want? Let's, let's hear so, some. Um, almost sinking a boat two years in a row at KI. That was pretty pretty <laughs> skitzy. Um, Is that forgetting the bung? Or no, 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 no. Just bad weather. <laughs> bad weather. Yeah. So we went out. So I don't know if anyone knows KI, but there's limited boat ramps for people that don't know the abbreviation ki that's kangaroo island yeah, off the yeah. coast of south australia yeah kangaroo island it's it's it, it's it's an insane place notorious for bad weather and notorious for good viz <laughs> and good fish as well so like it, you get lured in by that but then you get shafted by the bad weather so <laughs> you can't launch that far west so if you want to dive west you got to launch somewhere sort of central, maybe sort of central west, and then drive the boat the whole way west. Um, and, you know, we're in like a six and a six, six and a half metre boat with a 150, like yeah. ca- capable boat. Um, another shout out to Toddy. Um, <laughs> and then 
Yeah, so we're diving and we're having a sick time. We're seeing Nanny Guy Swallowtail. Went to a place we call the Arkabar because there's heaps of um, Nanny Guy there. Um, and then, yeah, so we were diving there. It shot some good fish. Um, had some awesome times. I'm diving and I come up and there's this massive sea fog rolling in. No wind at all. No wind, blue skies, no swell. Just this sea fog rolling. And we're like, oh, how wicked is this? And then, um, yeah, the wind picked up. <laughs> so I'm on the boat and... And, and Liam's like, yeah, oh, well, I want to dive one more spot. And me and Todd are kind of like, oh, it might be worth, you know, like going. Anyway, he shot some swallows, so I was back in the water and, you know, burning some time. And then we sort of had to turn around and go back. And by that time, the wave, like the swell was probably, yeah, you know, two metre, which isn't that bad, but the intervals were like boat length. So it was just these ridges. And what was happening is when we were driving – the waves were sort of picking us up. We were sailing down the backside of the swell. The front of the boat was digging in. The boat was broaching, oh. like or breaching, whatever it's called, where it like literally just turns the boat. And then the boat was like rocking, and we're like, no, nah, we can't do that. So Todd, oh man, I'm going to laugh to him. He was <laughs> throttling, like we were, I can't remember, like two hours away from yeah, wow. the boat ramp, maybe more. So he was like kind of gunning it and then having to back it off and then gunning it and i'm in the back corner and the swell's coming over the back of the boat and it's hitting me and diverting off and then every like two minutes i'm punching the build button and i had a i remember grabbing my set my set of fins and putting it to my side on the gunnel so less water would come in the boat <laughs> like super sketchy and we're in the middle of nowhere so he's like yeah my eat like my epurbs under here we all had a dive gear ready to go in case we went under <laughs> and we pull into a cove and like it's tiny little cove, barely, barely anything to be excited about. And he's like, oh, we'll just check the fuel situation. Good thing we did because we're almost empty. Jesus. Filled it up, kept going. And it was just an hour of like, we're done. Like proper done. Like every minute, fucked. every minute we're like, we're fucked, we're fucked. So we come around this headland and it's that whole thing of like, we want to be close to the headland so we don't have to swim that far if we sink. But if we're close to the headland, we're copping like the back, the back slap of the swell. So it's worse. So we're just like, oh, I don't even know. I can't even remember. I've just, I've just blocked that out. And we we get around to the the boat ramp, and uh, I think it's Stokes, and it's like got this tiny little rock wall, and 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 you got to you got to get your boat in between this little sort of section. It might only be maybe a boat and a half wide, maybe two boats wide maximum, and the swell's coming from our right to left. So Todd comes towards it and sort of guns it and the swell like lifts the boat and pushes it into the groove and punches through and we make it through and he almost bloody collapses. So we jump him <laughs> over to try and pull the throttle off so we don't bloody... And yeah, after that though, we we're like yelling screaming like, that was the sickest thing ever. <laughs> so I almost died then. And then the, the second year, the exact same thing happened. <laughs> so yeah, that's that. And then, um, so that's pretty sketchy. That sounds very sketchy. Um, and then... Oh, I've had a few, oh, Todd's going to laugh so hard, but had an encounter with a sea lion or a seal. <laughs> I can't remember. It was big, massive, this thing. And um, I'd never really had an encounter with anything big before. So I see this thing coming. I see this thing coming and it's like flexing it along. And the viz was awesome. So I see it coming from a mile away. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just a just a, you know, big seal or whatever. And it comes up and... It just starts going me, like full teeth, like come swimming at me and darting off. And I'm like, shit, this thing wants a piece of me. And then Todd starts yelling because he's, he's kind of like around a rock. So he can't see me and he's yelling because he thinks 
he's seen the seal fly past and he thinks there's like a pointer chasing yeah. it. So he's yelling, yelling this thing. And I'm like jabbing it with my, my gun, like, get away. And this thing's like trying to bite my fins and everything. So I hop up on a on a rock and Todd comes around the corner. I'm half out of the water, poking at the water, this seal. It swims up to Todd, starts playing with him. And Todd's like, what are you, what are you doing, man? Like... Dude, this thing's like a dog, man. I'm like, it it went me. It tried to attack me. And he's like, dude, it's fine. It's just chilling out with him, playing with him. So I guess you that was... sense the fear. Oh, proper fear. <laughs> Have a shark shield on, did not care. Actually, uh, shout to shark shields. They're good. Um, but yeah, so that was pretty sketchy. And then I had one little encounter with a bronzy over in WA, but that was far less sketchy than the seal. <laughs> Come up from a... Pulling up a cray and there was like this... I don't know, probably six foot bronzy, but it come in and it got zapped by my shark shield and went away. So, explain the shark shield for the people that don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, so it's a little device that um, is way more expensive than it should be. <laughs> um, it's it sits on your ankle. It's like a little uh, battery with a little switch on it, and then it has this whip. So the whip's about maybe one point eight, two meters long. It has electrode at the end, electrode in the middle, and then electrode at your ankle something like that and it sends out a current and like you, you feel it like you feel your foot throbbing you, to test it's on you you just put your hand near it and you get a zap up your oh, arm wow. yeah yeah um, and then sometimes when you're at the bottom like hunting sort of um, demersal fish the swell might push it onto your back and then you start getting white flashes in your eyes like these things are proper and the idea is when a shark comes up it, it's um, goes little sensors on its nose yeah. and it just sends them to overdrive and it leaves you alone so what about fish does it do fish pick up on nah, so so because um, I don't have the receptors on their yeah. nose so um, I've dangled it in front of some stingrays just to see what happens and they they don't really like it um, but the only experience I've had is with that bronzy and yeah. I mean it come it in and, and it turned around and went so I'm like yep that's enough proof for me. Yeah, that's so, yeah. that's trippy. The sharks, like you said earlier, before we started the podcast, they just, they just yeah. oh, it's on my mind twenty four seven. It's not a peaceful dive. Yeah, I've I've got like I said to you, I've been spearfishing once, and that was the only thing that was yeah, in yeah. my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean ninety. Well, I always say ninety nine percent, but now probably about eighty percent of my fish are like a meter and a half or less. Yeah, like I love that shallow water stuff. South Australia is so good, man. You can just. Stay shallow, you can get your squid, your whiting, your flathead, mullet, like your salmon, like everything super duper shallow. So that's cool. If you want to get into it, I'd, I'd recommend just staying shallow and work on, on form more than anything. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to get out with, with you and a couple of the other guys. Yeah, I mean, between all of us, we'll have plenty of gear to, for you to test out. Yeah, yeah. I'll. I'll make an ass of myself, that's for mm. sure. But I'm, I'm keen to. That's where it's at, mate. That's where it's at. <laughs> just keep, keep, keep your fins low. And you're sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll like see a shadow. It'll be a cloud and I'll be like mm. coming up freaking out. I'm oh, like, yeah. Oh, shark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you have a dive buddy that's just like next to you and he dives and then his fin hits you in the head <laughs> and you just you just about die. You turn, you see this big bodied thing and you're like, I'm dead. I'd be done for the day. I'd be sitting on oh, the yeah. beach just yeah, drinking. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> the fear of sharks has definitely pulled me out of the water more times than not. But Do you have a way to like get the fear out of your head at all or yeah like i said it's something i proper proper deal with um the experiences man just they they do it. They, they, they yeah they get the they get the sharks out of your head anyway man like you jump in the water you could be in in, in 15 10 15 meters of water 
and and yep, there's nanny guy and there's whatever. You're not thinking about sharks. Yeah. The 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 clarity. Um, it could be. It could be super super duper calm, glassy. But if there's any haze in the water, bang sharks. Yeah. They're on your mind. But yeah, it's just it's just pushing through that because it, you got to think about the odds. Like the odds are so low. Um, the odds are so low that it, it's just not even you've got to put it on the back of your mind. Yeah. And the fish taste that good. Yeah. And the experience oh. is amazing. And your mates, yeah, going out with your mates and getting a feed is just it's it's unmatched. I bet. I bet. So for everyone else, the seal thing would have been pretty funny. Not so much for you. No. What would be the funniest thing that's happened to you out, whether it's hunting or oh, spearfishing? Or do you reckon the seal tops it, even though everyone's laughing at you for it? Oh, I can probably think of so many things that are just funny, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. That That's, that's pretty funny. That's, like, seal sort of, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Nothing really funny. And nah, it's all good. Well, I mean, there's heaps of funny stuff on the boats, you know. Oh, like, just, yeah, broke almost, humor and shit. Yeah, like, almost, almost reefing boat. Oh, actually, I smashed my boat. My dad had a tinny. Um, and he let me borrow it and we were just, it was the sickest day. The water was awesome. Once again, Todd was with me. There's a bit of a trend going on here. Um, so yeah, we're sending it like with this little 40 horsepower and all 30 horsepower on the back, just like tunes were banging having a sick time, just smashed into this reef in the middle of nowhere. Boat got airborne, landed on the, landed sort of sideways. He's jumped in. I'm like, just check there's no hole in the boat. Jumps straight on a sea urchin, <laughs> straight into his foot, <laughs> and yeah, that that put a yeah pretty funny spin on the rest of the day. I had to cut. I was cutting out sea urchin spines out of his heel. He didn't find it too funny, but I do get, you do you pick the sea urchins up and have you them? tried? Yeah, I don't mind them. Yeah, yeah I like them. They're good. They're, they're acquired taste. I yeah. think sometimes you get some and they're real bitter. Do you find many in oh, SA waters? Oh, yeah, yeah, heaps, heaps, heaps and heaps, heaps. Same with abalone, man. Yeah. Like, if you know where to look, man, it's heaps of abalone. Yeah, cool. They taste phenomenal. You had them before? Yeah, yeah I've had abs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah, sea urchins, though, I haven't. I was, I can't even remember what I was watching, but they were harvesting the row from yeah. from the sea urchins. You got to get a good one, but you don't. I don't know how to tell a good one from a bad one, yeah. so I kind of steer clear. Yeah. It'd be interesting to have, for sure. Yeah, for sure. What about top five dream animals? Well, because you spearfish and hunt let's let's do top five animals and top yep. five fish to go spear um that whole shark thing just it just puts a thing on like i'm like oh yeah i'd love to go out and shoot a marlin but oh fuck the sharks you know what i mean so like i haven't really thought that far ahead i definitely dolphin fish yep. that's up there like i definitely want to go out and get a dolphin fish um a marlin would be would be really cool but Man, I just want to have good experiences with good people, man. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what I'm like. If if I was gonna have a really good time with mates on whiting over a really stressful time getting a marlin, I'd yeah. take the whiting any day of the okay. week. It's like yeah, a, no, as that, a dream sort of fish, you know what I mean? That um, makes sense, man. But if I had to sort of put a label on it, it'd be yeah, like dolphin fish and you know uh, mulloway, like a really like a nice mulloway. That's pretty up there. Cobia, yeah, you know, all, all those sort of fish because I'm pr- relatively new. Um, but I'm I think sort of. Dolphin fish is probably, yeah, that's, that's up there. Icon species, that, that's the mahi-mahi. That's the fish I wanted to shoot before any fish. Yeah. So I guess they're that's just so pretty. Yeah. And they're just insanely fast. Yeah, for quick. sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, tropical crayfish. 
Okay. I just yeah. want one. I so just want to get like one. Painted craze. Yeah, or painted cray, ornate, yeah. um, all that sort of stuff. I heard they don't taste as good as what we get down here, but it's just one of those things where they look so cool. Yeah. You can get them taxidermied. They look really sweet. I bet. I bet. The painted crays are beautiful. Yeah, absolutely stunning. Um, <clears throat> in terms of uh, like hunting, like sort of deer species or, or game species, once again, it, I'm so new, like I, I'd, I'd want to go on a Victorian samba hunt. Yeah. Like, you know, everyone wants elk and the bear and all that, but and I reckon just a like a, a hardcore backpack, like sweating, you're, you're in pain, yeah. samba yeah. hunt is up there and just a chittle. Yeah. Chittle's just, yeah. That's, that's like the dolphin fisherman hunting. Like before I even knew what deer species were, I was like, I want that one. And it was a chittle <laughs> just because they look so good. Yeah. Straight antlers, so, yeah. spotted spotted skin. And, yeah. yeah. So it'll be, it'll, it'll be, in terms of game species, it'll be a good samba, um, good chittle, uh, a better fallow than what I have, but I'm not really too fast. Definitely a red. Yeah. A red's up there now. Um, and then if I was going to go like overseas, I think it'd just be just anything in New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, and then once all the, once all those are ticked off, I might go to America. <laughs> definitely, definitely worth it. Um, How many yeah. is that? Way too many. <laughs> nah, that's that's fine. That's awesome. Um, just good vibes. You know? Yeah, man. Um, what about your favorite thing to cook with? Hunted, caught, caught game. Like, are you going seafood? Oh, you going man, hunted? Oh. I know you've been getting right into your Dude, camel, man. Different camel up there. Yeah. Recent trip I went on, shot shot a few camel. It, it is the best meat I have ever it's eaten insane. in my life. It's like, it's so good. Yeah, it's, it's, my partner's just like, yeah, you need to get some more of that. Like, and she's not a massive sort of you know steak on the plate sort of person. Like, she likes it as more of a garnish on like a salad or something. Um, but yeah, we I brought the camel back, and she was just like, yeah, you need more of this. <laughs> thank you very much for bringing. Bringing me a little oh, packet yeah. over. Yeah, uh, no, family's going to love that. No, that's what, that's what it's be... about, you know, hooking your mates up with, with free range meat. That is. It is. Uh, that's that's sweet. What's your favourite way to cook it? Um, rare. Yeah. I like all my steaks rare. Yep. Um, Seasonings, salt, salt pepper. pepper. Salt, pepper, rare, man. That's what we had. We had, um, what did I do the other night? Um, yeah, my partner's just like, showed me a magazine. She's like, yeah, cook this. <laughs> and it was just like meat over like a... A salad with um with a sort of like a yogurty sort of dressing. Okay, so yeah. I did that. Some cooked, it, yeah, yeah, cooked it real rare. Put it over the top, and oh man, it was so good. That's wicked. So good. Um, I can't even think of the name of it, but yeah, that was um, it's like greeny stuff. Oh, chimichurri. Chimichurri. Dude. I reckon camel chimichurri yeah. would yeah. be so I, good. I rate chimichurri on venison. Yeah. Um, I hate the word gamey because it's not gamey. It just tastes like deer. <laughs> um, but I feel like that cuts through if any, if you're giving it venison to someone new yeah. chimichurri is perfect yeah, I found like bolognese mince it up and oh, just yeah. make a spag oh, yeah. bog as the <laughs> yeah but that's just flat out lying <laughs> yeah but that's you could, you, you could be like this is anything yeah. and it'll be like yep no worries mincing's the best best thing ever no, it's so good it's so good um, speaking of mincing you've jumped in the deep end making oh. metwests and sausages with Hainsey shout out to Hainsey yeah absolute legend man well, I've never met someone so generous with their time and knowledge oh ever. he's he's just insane yeah amazing bloke. so um, yeah I, I got a deer and he's like mate yep bring it down we'll make some make some metwurst so I rocked up and he's showing me his 
Little trophy room sort of That's thing, cool. and I'm like, oh, it's got this not, is no room left in there for anything. No, no <laughs> he's gonna have to build another shed, I think. Um, and yeah, he just got stuck into making that worst man, and then he smoked it, and we went halves, and yeah, it's never gone back. That's good. Every deer I've shot since, I'm like, hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want to make some metwurst or sausages, like country country style sausages? So yeah, but yeah. Um, that's that's really good. I, I give away a fair bit of that to guys at work and stuff. Yeah. Not that I. You know, I love it. I don't don't want to give any away, but it's good to share. Got, got to spread the love for with that sort of stuff. So, and it's good that Hainsy's got all that, all that knowledge of making oh. metwursts and all and, of and, that. And, and, he's, and he just and he just sort of went. Oh, I'm going to do it and did it. And look at him, like yeah, he's the dude. He's the dude you take yeah. your meat to to get made out of yeah. metwurst. Yeah, everyone does it. Everyone, mm-hmm. everyone picks his brains, whether it's for hunting or for processing. Yeah. So, yeah. He's just a wealth of knowledge, and oh, for sure, lucky Actually, to have him as a mate. Yeah, for sure, man. And like, um, yeah, we've been sort of chatting about potential sort of red deer opportunities and all that. And yeah, I mean, that's a dream hunt in itself, you know. Just having the stoke of him. You're gonna head back to that Victorian spot next next rut to oh, try man. and get out there, or <laughs> I, yeah, I, I definitely want to, and I, I think I don't think I'll be able to not to go there, but I would definitely like to hit up some new spots. Yeah. Just go see as much new ground as I can. Yeah, that's wicked. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pretty excited to start <laughs> slowly planning a samba trip next year. Um, yeah, uh, it's been a while since I've done a trip chasing samba, so yeah, I, I can't say it's been a while since I did a trip to Victoria chasing deer because I was there in eight <laughs> uh, February. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, you ticked off the hardest deer to get. So yeah, one of them. Yeah, You're on your way there. That's for sure. Two two more species to go. So yeah, what's what's what do you got left? Chittle and yeah. um, Rusa. So. Oh yeah, the two hardest to get. <laughs> yeah. Unless you go to Queensland, yeah. and then it's like all they get. Yeah, it's but apparently, it's get. real hard to get access up there. Yeah, it's it's super hard. Um, mm. Got a couple mates up there, so. Mm. No, Think, things are in the works slowly, so yeah, for sure they know who they are. Put they put yeah. put your ass into gear and yeah. start start getting properties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, see it. What would be your best hunting story? Like, run us through this camel trip. I reckon. Oh, yeah. So I wouldn't put it as a hunting trip. It was more of a shooting trip. But I guess before we left off, um, it was definitely going to be a hunting trip. So. I was, I was invited very 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 lucky enough to be invited on a um on a camel camel hunt up on a station up north um one point something million acres just insane in, you can't wrap your head around the scale of this and he's like yeah we've got a few few sort of camels and we, we rock up and he's sort of just like yep and we we think we're going to just roll us we, you know, we had a full full fridge we had a swags and everything we thought we were just gonna yep go down there and pull up pull up stumps and that we rock up and he goes yeah, i got food if you want food there's two caravans you can sleep in like That's there's toilet, toilets showers and we're like oh my god this is amazing and then he's like yep in the morning we'll get the airplane up and we'll go look for some camels and i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> like um okay and he's like yeah and you can just jump in the polaris and we'll just take you out and you can shoot some camels and we're like <laughs> that sounds insane. amazing so yeah this this guy um he's sort of i think he's sort of the main worker there um south african bloke very very nice guy awesome guy actually he's the guy I gave the um that skinning knife to yeah ball, ball point knife he took us out on a, on a sunday with his with his kid and 
said, yep, there's a there's a couple of camels in this paddock. And we're like, oh, yeah, paddock. Turns out the paddock was 140,000 hectares. <laughs> so we're like, okay, they're going to be hard to find. Went out, um, glassing, 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 bang. I see two camels roll up with the Polaris and it was on. Shot, shot, shot a few camels. and That's cool. And he goes, yeah, there's follow me, there's another one. I'm like, another one? <laughs> so we took took the meat from those two and then headed off and went to some real thick country and, and shot another two. Uh, shot another one, sorry. So that was three for the day. And then, um, yeah, that, that was sort of how the trip started. And we had another <laughs> week left and we're like, shit, this is pretty good. And yeah, all up we ended up getting um, eight camels and took a heap of meat, gave him a heap of meat. And oh man, the, the meat is so good. Did. Yeah. He had much experience with the meat beforehand or did they just not, really, not really worry? I'm not really too sure. I think he'd eaten it before because he, he kind of was like, oh, the camel meat's really good, by the way. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure he has. I don't know if he goes out and um, and sort of shoots them for meat very, very often. I'm, I'm not really – we didn't really pick his brain about it. Um, but, yeah, like he was so generous with his resources and his time. And, That's and, cool. And That's just, awesome. just making sure that we had a really good yeah. time. So, yeah, I'm sure if anyone follows me on Instagram, they'll see all the videos of, you know, on the back of the buggy and the plane behind us. And That's cool. It was just... And yeah. what else did you take on that trip? Um, so, took, so, we took a few donkeys. Yeah. Um, that was for his neighbour, just just pure press control. Um, but, I mean, we were, yeah, five and a half hours away from any refrigeration. So, I wanted to... I definitely wanted to take some donkey because I was very keen to see how it tried. But we had... A ute, and that was kind of it. No esky, no nothing. So we're like, oh, I don't want the meat to spoil because that would kind of ruin our experience. So I think next year, if we go up, um, we'll try and get some some donkey meat. Um, and then, yeah, wild dog as well. Yeah, like beautiful. Middle of nowhere, this thing just it was running along, running along the flats, and um, Dylan dropped that. So that's cool. Yeah. Yep. So good. you ticked off two new species on there. You know, yeah, which yeah. Are, would we, be pretty frothing. We to get. kind of. Um, we kind of had this idea of like the outback grand slam. Like, what would it be? And we're like, camel for sure, donkey for sure, goat for sure, and then like cat and dog maybe. What about brumbies? Like wild horses? Yeah. That, so, but yeah, I don't know. Outback. Yeah, I guess you, there's heaps. There were heaps of camels out there, but I think of like the Victorian high country when I think of horses. Yeah, there's so many yeah. out out there. Heaps, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd be definitely adding that one. To yeah. It. Yeah, that's a that's a touchy one, isn't it? We didn't see any, um, and a lot of the time when they shoot them out there, they they do it for a purpose and not for an activity. Yeah, they kind of because I'd be shooting it for the meat. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd eat it straight. Yeah, that'd straight be, up, that'd be pretty good, pretty tasty. But yeah, we had we had like a little sort of grand slam sort of thing. It's cool. Like, oh yeah, you know, and we, and we ended up ticking it off because um, we stopped off on a property on the way back in the Flinders and we shot some goats. So, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, tasty, so little, good. tasty little things they are. Yeah, goat goat's good, but camel meat's just oh, next, next level. to nothing. <laughs> it's it's it, like I don't know how to explain how good it is without giving every single person listening a piece of meat yeah. and being like, eat this. Well, like we were saying um, in the year of first podcast at Hainsey's house, we're eating camel while we're having the podcast. Yeah, um, it's it just tastes like HJ patties almost, oh, like flame grilled, like it's, just it's juicy. It's so good. It's like so full of flavor. It's like beef. But beefier, yeah, and way more tender. You just, could you can overcook it, and it's just delicious. Yeah. You can undercook it; it's delicious. It's just so good. <laughs> it's just so it's going to be, be a just influx of people wanting to hunt camels. Now. Oh, and 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 in terms of like their environmental impact, it's so low. Like yeah. they're so light footed. They graze on 
so much stuff. So there's there's very low in low numbers. There's little impact. And just a big animal. Eh? Big animal, like they're you know they're not the hardest things to 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 drop. But man, if you get one, cut it up and and get some meat out of it. It's it's <laughs> so good. The f- one of the first things that put camels on my radar for mm. hunting was when I was first starting to get into bow hunting. Um, I've mentioned Casey McCullum, Macca, his videos. He had a DVD um, called About Bow Hunting yep. um, or about, some, about Hunting, something like that. Um, and they were sitting on a dam and, you know, they're probably 100, 200 camels come rolling into this dam and the dusk settles like you can't see it's just racket you know they, they shoot a couple of camels each and it's just insane so that was the first first time camels put yep. on my radar for for hunting they're, so. they're very very tough very oh, very very tough animals i bet so any advice to anyone going out definitely um sort of we we sort of started head shooting them um just because we found with the chest shot, like you'd put three in them and then they'd drop. Like one will do the trick, yeah. but they're so big. So we're just like, nah, after that, like bang, just, just headshots. Um, and yeah, they're just, dude, when you walk up on a camel, man. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. It's just it's a just, huge animal. It's just like, yeah. Like I, I'm picturing, like, you know, when you go to camel rides and stuff, like, but walking up on after shooting one and it's, where do you start? Yeah. Like, well, the hump is. Uh, the hump is one hundred percent fat. Yeah. So like we had a we we had a Havilons. Yeah. Right. We had a Havilon knives, and we're like, yeah, we'll process up a camel. And the dude's looking at us like, um, you're gonna need bigger knives, bro. And he pulls out a machete, <laughs> and he's just like, starts cu- cutting the hump off with a machete. And he was put he was like bottoming out the machete, and it still wasn't getting through. So with the hump being all fat, is it like a tallowy fat, yeah. or is it like wet? Could like, you render it down, dude? And- it was, Make your own. We cut the hump off and just from being, it was maybe maybe 28 degrees and there was yeah. liquid flowing out of the fat. That's cool. Like it's so wet, like so wet. Like my hands felt amazing afterwards. Do you reckon like, like rendering it down to use as like cooking, oh, absolutely. cooking fat? A- absolutely. Absolutely. That'd be, 100%. That'd be ne- cool. Ne- next trip we're taking some and we're, we're doing that like that's what we we're talking about i want a jar <laughs> yeah, for sure like there's so much fat and, and and it would be so good we we up your bear bear grease um clay nukem and we'll we'll meet you with camel grease <laughs> yeah, yeah that's it that'll be commodity mate we'll, we'll trade your bear grease for our camel grease yeah <laughs> dead set though like it, yeah it's it's super wet it, the smell of it is like pleasant like like meat like, Still talking about camels, here. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the fat, <laughs> yeah, the camel fat. So yeah, but no, it's it's super good. Yeah, no, that's definitely awesome. privileged to go out and do it. No, that, it, it's definitely on on my my list to to get out yep. and chase camels and donkeys and yep. wild horses out in the desert one yep. day. Get around it, yeah. So going from it could be classed as a controversial animal, especially the wild dog. How do you see the public views on hunting? Um, changing, and I think it's well negative, <laughs> but changing, because I think the class of hunter previously was someone that drunk a lot of alcohol, went out on the back of a ute, and just started shooting. And I think that now it's to do with ethical hunting, it's to do with respecting the animal, it's to do with meat, getting the meat, it's to do with getting the experience, you know. 
proper firearm safety. And I think the more that we push that and the more that that becomes a fact, it's getting better. Um, I, I I sort of surround myself with people that are, that, that are into hunting. Yeah. So it's hard to sort of see what outsiders, but, but, but at work, um, there's a lot of people that um, aren't exposed to that, uh, grew up in the city, you know, um, that's kind of all they've done. And, they're sort of they were open to it straight up. They're like, oh yes, you know, it's pretty savage that you go and do it. But they were just like, you know, more banter than anything. And yeah. then I bring in venison in and camel meat in and metwurst in, and they're going, shit, this is pretty good. <laughs> now one of the guys, Jack, shout out to Jack, he wants to get a bow and he wants to get into it. That's sweet. So that's... I'm just like, yep, that's it. And get that, a bow. that's what I've found introducing it to your workplace, like by bringing meat in, you know, bringing venison. Metworth, salami, whatever you're yep. bringing in, um, fish as well, all of yep. that type of stuff, bringing that into a workplace for people that haven't really experienced that gets them going. And, you know, um, lately I've been taking a few workmates out spotlighting. Yep. Um, we went out for, you know, an afternoon and camped out overnight and, you know, I took everything from the slug gun to the 12-gauge and the 300, so yep. they all got to... Shoot everything, and then we went out for a spotlight and um, took a few rabbits and foxes and that hares. Um, and then the Monday, one of them applied for he's got firearms license. Yep, yep, that's and it. he's just sat his firearms course. He's he's waiting for his paperwork to come through so he can yep. go purchase his first gun. He's been out a couple times since then. Yep. Um, one of the other guys is slowly, you know, putting his application together for his firearms license and then you know more people are wanting to get into it watching those guys get it so yeah for sure and, and that's the thing like guns aren't guns aren't scary guns aren't dangerous like go out with people if, if if someone's if someone's telling you to go out hunting and they're and they're a dickhead don't don't go out with them you know yeah. what i mean go out with someone that's you know safe that knows what they're doing that enjoys it sort of as a, as a passion more than anything else and and you're going to and you're going to love it like shooting is great like it's a great sport it's i mean you get meat out of it yeah i like, know like you pull the trigger on a deer and there's what 2 gram worth of meat yeah. like 1000 bucks worth of meat like it's 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 healthy activity and you're getting good quality meat like free range meat you can't kick a football and <laughs> get a freezer full of meat no you can't <laughs> but you can make a football out of a deer yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> that that would be cool. I want to see you make a because uh, I don't like AFL. I want to see you make a rugby ball out of a out of venison. Yeah, probably tear. You need probably. like a fall- yeah. You need like a red deer neck camel. or something. Cam- camel. Make a camel hide <laughs> rugby ball. Hump that, ball. That would be sick. Uh, <laughs> Only to be used on Wednesdays. I'd just be in the podcast room. Uh, <laughs> how would you change the public views on hunting and hunters? Just education. Yeah. Education and just going out there and just showing them what you're about, showing them that you're passionate, showing them that it's healthy, showing them that it's sustainable, like so all those things. With education, how could we educate people with this whole duck stuff going down in Vic and South Australia and the bow stuff happening in South Australia? And yeah, so so I'm not too versed on the duck thing. That's something I want to get into. Um, but the bow thing is just completely ludicrous. Like it, it doesn't make any – like I don't yeah. even know where to start. Like how do you – how do you stop that from happening when you don't know where it's stemming from? Yeah, it's, like it, it, it's coming from nowhere. No, it's, it's not coming from nowhere. It's coming from groups like it, RSPCA. Yeah, and animal I know. It's, yeah, it's coming from those people. But it's like I have a very strong um, sort of border where hunting, there's hunting and there's shooting. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say like 
you know, the deer I, I go out and hunt is hunting. If I'm spotlighting, it's shooting. There's a, yeah. there's a distinction, right? Same but with the camel shooting. When you but go with, out with bows, for foxes and rabbits yeah. spotlighting, yeah. are you I'm shooting. shooting or? It's, okay. not, it's not hunting, you know what I mean? So then coming back to that whole bow thing, you've got, you've got hunters and you've got sort of people that go out and buy a $2 bow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a, just, there's, there's a line in the middle. You've got people that are going out and they're going to a store and they're buying a, a $50 bow and they, they're shooting caps in the neighborhood. And you've got people that shoot 20, 30, 40 arrows a day with with broadheads, yeah. you know, like that, uh, that uh, you know, and you can still shoot caps, yeah. right? But, <laughs> but, you, but you know about your shot placement, you know about your arrow, you know about your gear, you're putting time in. Like those are the people you should be doing studies on, not the people that are just going out and shooting everything, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, Mistakes it's, do happen and, and that's shots, shots do happen as... Everyone's seen on the ABC mm. thing. With yeah, but, but, that's, the, but that's hunting as well. Yeah. That's shooting as it's, well, you know what I mean? Like, It's a hard thing to get the education out there because those types of people that are against it won't want to listen. It's yeah, those yeah. people on the border that you're giving meat to at work. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. They're going home and telling their friends and family and yeah. sharing it with their friends and family. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's... So, yeah. and, that, and another thing as well, like a lot of these people that are very against hunting sort of almost in an activist sort of way man you, there's a lot of similarities between them and us hey yeah. it, knowing what's going in your body sustainable sort of practices um chemical free foods yeah. knowing what you're eating like all that stuff is I'm, exactly the same yeah. i'm trying to get a podcast teed up at the moment i'm just waiting to hear back from them there going through and listening to pod, the podcasts I've yeah. done to see if our values meet, if they could do a yeah. podcast well, with me. Um, so I'm, from, I'm so keen. Like it's, I, I was messaging him so much. I'm just like, like I've sent you messages, like yeah, yeah. please reply. Like I'm spamming well, dude, messages apart from, to try and get, get to them. And they're just like, oh, sorry, because of what we do, we get so many hate messages. Oh, I'm just God. like, come on, come on. I like, I'm liking what you're doing. I want to, I really want to break this down for, for my listeners and, yeah. that, and for me. Yeah. Cause I want to. I mean, apart from pub meals, I've contributed as much to livestock farming as any yeah. anti hunter because yeah. I don't buy meat. Yeah. Like I, I shoot all my meat. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can't talk. I still buy a lot. You know, you got, but you got, you got, you got family. Yeah. That's it's hard with family. <laughs> it's just me and the, me and my partner. Yeah. No, and if we if I'm craving beef, I'll just go to the pub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we now got camel. So. so, what is hunting to you? I'll put that in with spearfishing as well. Um, dude, it's a way of life, man. Like it's it's so hard to explain because, like, the feeling you get when you you get something that you're going to consume, like you shoot some nanny guy, some swallowtail, some whiting. You know, you shoot a deer, you shoot all these things, and it's like it, it, it hits something inside of you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. something in, it's so deep inside of you, and you're like, "Yeah, this is what this is what it's about." Like the you shouldn't get that level of excitement, but you do. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's coming from somewhere, and you can't explain it. So, being someone that's so new to hunting and fishing, spear fishing, before you like hit any of these endeavors, did you ever feel? Like you feel when you take no. take an animal. No, no, no. It's like completely a, different. A sense of accomplishment, no. and 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 that's why no one. And and you know, it's like you, you explain to people like, oh, so I kick in a, a goal at footy. It's like, no, I've done that. It's not like that at all. Like that's great, and you have a wicked time, and you jump around with your mates, but it's not the same. No. Like I took 
Well, no, a guy took me out. Um, shout out to Josh. He's a legend. Um, not not Hainsy. <laughs> different Josh. And um, he'd never shot a deer before. Yeah. And he got access to a property. So he was um, generous enough to take me out. And I said I'll show him a few things. And, um, yeah, shooting, not hunting. Um, and we, we got up some deer and he, and he shot a deer. And he's like, it's running, it's running, it's running, it's running. Because it, it just dipped away. And he's like, it's running, it's running. I'm like, dude, that's your heartbeat. Like you can, like I can hear your heart, and you can hear your heartbeat, like audibly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know any situation where it's dead silent at night, and you can audibly hear the person's heartbeat that's next standing to next to you. Yeah. Like that's what it does to you. Yeah, it's it just gets everything firing. Oh, well, for sure. And then the appreciation, man. You walk up to it, and like people get upset, and that's okay. Like I've told so many people, like if you get upset, man, it's 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 something that happens. Oh, whether you're someone that gets upset when you walk up on the animal or if you're the mm. person that's jumping and screaming and hugging mm-hmm. and high-fiving, like yep. it's 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 the same feeling. It's yeah. just different ways it of expressing it. It all comes from the same it. place. Yeah, yep, for sure. Um, and our apprentice, he's he's sort of, he's dabbling in, in the idea of hunting and I've taken him out a few nights and... Um, get on it. Yeah. Drop everything, get your license, buy yeah. a bow, get on it. For sure. 100%. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, you just get into it. And he's like, oh, you know. And we, 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 we sort of had the thermal out and we we're like, yep, there's a there's a fox there. And he's like, oh, I don't know if I want to shoot it. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine, man. Yeah. Like, shoot it when you're ready. And and if you shoot it and you get upset, that's fine. Like, it's all good. Like, it's all good, bro. Like, yeah, we're out here to have fun, you know, get, and, and get into and it. And it's the same with the guys from work, you know. One guy's been yeah. pretty stoked to. To and I respect that shoot massively. the stuff, and one of the guys, he's just been happy taking everything in, sitting in the back seat. Yep. You know, for sure. Um, we done the fox, foxtastic weekend the yep. other weekend. Um, yeah, I'm seen, couldn't... seen no foxes, but we um, one of the guys shot his first hare, yep. um, and then I shot a deer under the spotlight. That's so good. And, um, <laughs> so you know, we're walk, not walking along, driving along, and I'm just like, ruse, ruse, oh. That's a deer, yeah. and I've just lined it up, headshot it, you know, at awesome. 80, 100 metres, whatever Textbook. it was, and just dropped it on the spot. And they're like, what? I'm like, I just shot a deer. And they're like, no fucking way. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, Both of them were in their seat just freaking out, swearing, That's jumping so up good. and down. And we drove up to it, and they're just like, no fucking way that just happened. Like, yeah. if we don't get a fox, I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> this is just this is just mind-blowing. And... um. You know, we've hung it up, strung it up. I've chucked the guts out of it, scun it, um, made the other guy that shot his hair, I made him skin and gut that, yep, so yep, showed yep. him how to do it. And, you know, his first time ever gutting something. So his, it's warm, yep. it smells. It's, we all started there. <laughs> so we're, we're pissing ourselves laughing. <laughs> you know, got the skin off, um, hung him up in the tree for a good hour and circled back, you know, come back and just chopped it up into the primal cuts. and. Yeah. Monday morning, Sunday, like, got home, it was Father's Day, so Sunday got home, slept, and then got up and processed it all into the smaller cuts, and Monday gave it to them all at work. Father's Day done right. Yeah, yeah, and then um, we've I've cut it up, like, thinly cut some of the back strap up, and just got some soy sauce and just walked around with some raw venison and gave yep. everyone at the workplace raw venison yeah, as they're dipping it into the soy sauce. Yeah, yep, yep. And, they were blown away. So my cousin, he's in heaps into hunting as well. Yep. He's a legend on the um, New South Wales, Trent, shout out to Trent. Um, he actually wrote his own um, cookbook, okay, a cool. wild game cookbook. Yep. Um, it's called uh, Recipes from Rushbrook. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, I haven't. Um, 
going to have to write that down. So but, keep talking. But yeah, he um he um introduced us to deer to I think it's called deer to Taki, where I shot a fellow. He come down from work and he come over one day and he's like, "Yep, all you need to do is throw it out, like get just get a back strap." I'm like, "Yeah, no worries." So let it sort of get up to room temperature so it wasn't cold on the inside. Threw it on a real hot cast iron pan with sesame oil. Just just very slowly rolled it, like just cool. to give the first two millimeters cooked. That was yep. it. Cut it raw. Had like this sort of um, soy saucy, citrusy soy sauce. Dipped in that, dude. I'm telling you, that stuff was so good. So it was Trent. Trent? Yeah, so Trent Raymond. Trent Raymond. Yep. And what was the book called? It's called Recipes from Rushbrook. Rushbrook. Recipes from Rushbrook? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Sorry if I got it wrong, Trent. <laughs> If not, I'll find it and um, I'll post it up on the. Um, yeah. I might even chuck a link in the bio for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that so, sounds good. I'm yeah, so he's. That um, that's actually a funny story. So we've come like actually a hell of a lot closer now that I'm sort of into hunting as yeah. well. So that's just another positive coming out of hunting. Um, but yeah, we're, we're trying to set up a hunt together. Yeah, sweet. He's a fair bit older. He's got, you know, kids and stuff yeah. and he's showing them the way. So. Yeah. Might have to um, reach out to him and see if he wants to jump on and yeah, have a yeah. have a chat to him. Yeah, I'm sure he's got some crazy stories. <laughs> oh, just even plug his book and chat yeah, yeah. to him about the food aspect of it. Yeah. But anyway, man, that that's wrapped us up. No Thank worries. you very much for Kurt, for coming on. That's um, all good. Hopefully, yeah. I don't ramble too much. Nah, man, you're done. <laughs> you're done good. You're done good for someone that was. You know, everyone's always a little nervous coming. Yep. Coming over to do it, or you know, even just do it through Zoom and Teams and stuff like that. Um, but no, you you've done awesome. Um, if people have enjoyed and want to follow along on your adventures and see see what you get up to, where can yep. they find you? Um, so I just got to live a li- uh, live a little on Instagram. So it's underscore live dot a dot little. Yep. Um, you know what Instagram's like trying to get names. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you hit that up. Uh, yeah. Just yeah, spear fishing and and hunting and camping and all that sort of good stuff. So. It's a cool little logo. Are you doing any yeah. any merch or anything um, for it? I've done little just, bits of yeah. sort of myself and mates. Um, and yeah, so yeah, if someone sees something I'm wearing <laughs> and it's got my logo on it and they want one, let me know and I'll, I'll tee it up. But, and yeah. then also just before we finish, you do yeah. some bat, you started doing some badass little leather, leather work. You, um, yep. Yep. put together a little, little open, open wallet. Is that what yeah, you Yeah. Yeah. Just it? like a minimalist wallet. Yeah. I made that up for you. So yeah. I'll uh, post photos of that, but it's, it's fucking sick. If you follow Hainsey or, um, Josh from Send It Made, uh, I think yep. they all, yeah, they yeah, all have one. Yeah, I made them all up some wallets, that's, so out of leather. That's badass. That's so cool. Mm. Yeah, i got to take photos of that and post it up. That's yeah. that's weird. I want to laminate some like, deer skin, like fur oh, on yeah, one. Oh, yeah, that'd be, be sick. That'd be sick. Yeah. That'd be so good. <laughs> might, might need to go get a cat to match up my, my cat skin stubby sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, man, I really appreciate you coming on no and um, looking forward to getting out on a hunt with you. No, too easy, mate. Cheers. Easy. Have a good one. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Hunting Connection Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed our discussions and gained valuable insights into the world of hunting, fishing, and the outdoors. To stay connected with us and never miss out on an update, please be sure to follow us on social media, all at Hunting Connection Podcast. We appreciate your support and would love for you to share the podcast with your friends and family. Don't forget to tag us in your hunting photos on social media and let us know about your experiences. Your feedback is invaluable to us, so please take a moment to subscribe, rate and review the podcast.
together we continue growing and delivering more captivating episodes for all hunting enthusiasts stay connected stay informed and keep pursuing your passion for the hunt until next time happy hunting